0: I am yours I am yours I am yours send me Lord I am yours I well, welcome to the Gospel Center pro-life podcast in this episode we're going to talk about the incarnation of Jesus and the Christmas story and what that has to do with pro-life ministry hope you're blessed as you continue to listen stay tuned send me Lord. I felt your passion touched your. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Uh, Vicki and I are here just uh, talking through some things about uh, the incarnation of Jesus. It's Christmas time. It's the time that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we thought that there were some uh, theological and practical implications of the incarnation of Jesus, some things that would bless you guys, and some scriptures that we're going to talk about that have to do with you know this... Uh, you know what I had said was an unplanned pregnancy, unplanned according to uh, according to Mary. Mm-hmm. She certainly didn't plan Jesus coming into her womb, right? Um, but God did, so yeah. there really are no unplanned pregnancies like ever, right? Uh, according to God, but according to man, there certainly are, and we deal with those on a regular basis. Right. And those who are in pro-life ministry, that's what you deal with un- unplanned pregnancies. But right. but hopefully, as we as we talk through some of this, that has to do with the Christmas story mm-hmm. and the incarnation of Jesus. Um, it will have some application, I think it mm-hmm. will, have some application to uh, just your daily ministry and, and your walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So uh, so let's hop into it.
1: Yeah. Mickey. Well, I'll tell you, when, when you introduced this subject and said, what do you think about talking about this, um, my uh, understanding and how I view the Christmas story and the birth of Jesus and um, his incarnation. Um, it has really changed okay. over the past six years as I have been very involved in in pro life ministry. Mm-hmm. So I look at I look at um, uh, it with new eyes, um, and I look and it it colors even how I look at um, the women who are coming to abort their children. Okay. So I, I'm really glad that we're talking about this because I think it's uh, I think it's a very important um, story. Yeah. And truth for people in pro-life ministry to explore and think about.
0: Yeah, I think if we just sort of, best we can, look back into history Mm -hmm. and look back into the story, not just of Jesus, but the story of Mary herself. Yeah. I know one, one movie that we've watched as a family past couple of years, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've watched this movie, but the Nativity Story movie, it's sort of yeah, a modern yeah. movie. I, think. Yeah, I don't know when it was right. made, in the 2000s I haven't seen it. I've
1: seen the advertisements yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, you things. should, because yeah. it really
0: brings you back mm-hmm. to that day and age. I think they do a really good job of sort of laying out the historical picture mm-hmm. of what it was like for Mary and what she experienced. You know, the Romans were there, uh, had, had control over... Um Israel and over Jerusalem and oppressing the people, and that was the historical context that was Mary that Mary was in, also the Jewish context there mm-hmm. of what could potentially happen to an unwed woman who was pregnant. Yeah, and a lot of us know that we've we've heard about you know what what Mary must had suffered
1: yeah. and must
0: had at least been thinking about in the back of her mind mm-hmm. while she's carrying this baby, and even what right. she may have been thinking about whenever the angel came to her and told her. That she was going to conceive. Yeah, um, it it can help us appreciate Mary and and in the, a sacrifice, way. Yeah, yeah. The, the sacrifice. Yeah, the sacrifice that she made and mm-hmm. um, willfully submitting. We'll, we'll probably get into that scripture mm-hmm. hopefully in a little bit about how she willfully submits herself to this plan of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can have some application to, to the some of the women that we deal with. Now, quite a bit different than Mary herself, because she was pure and she was a virgin. Yeah. Uh, some of the women that we deal with who are in difficult situations. Yeah. She was in a difficult situation. The women right. that we deal with are in dire situations, Yeah, um, mostly because of their own sin. She mm-hmm. certainly was not in her situation because of her sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can help us to, because this is a real world scenario. Yeah. And in... Biblical texts, especially, when we're looking at, at biblical stories, we can disconnect ourselves, mm-hmm. I think, from the fact that these are real people mm-hmm. with real struggles. And, and to try to just take our minds back to that era and what she dealt with and kind of put ourselves in that scenario, I think is helpful. Yeah, To get I, us to identify with, with, with a agree. young lady I, in that situation. I,
1: I, I'm working with, a, well, she's, I'm no longer working with her. She actually did not uh, save her child, but a teen. Yeah. Who... Um, who would have been about Mary's age. Okay. And when I, you know, and I, I kept thinking as I was reading through um, the the text about when the angel came to Mary and how she responded and, like you're saying, the the context, the, the world in which she lived, and then how the teen that, um, uh, that I was working with, how she responded um, to the struggles and... Um, and it, it made Mary more real to me and what happened in her life even more astonishing and the decisions that she made um, because she was young, right? Yeah, it, I mean, what do they say? A young teen. Yeah, yeah some is, folks
0: say uh, 13, 14, maybe mm-hmm. 15 years old. The Scripture doesn't say exactly how old she was, right, but the implication right. is she was, yeah. she was young.
1: Yeah, but we know she's, she's betrothed, mm-hmm. so she's engaged um at to be married she's a virgin and can you imagine i mean being alone in your room um and this stranger appears mm-hmm. an, an angel but yeah and i don't know if she knew it was an angel instantly maybe the text tells us and i just don't remember if initially she knew
0: yeah well i didn't say that in particular i'll, I'll read the text
1: okay let's do that
0: and uh and, and we'll talk about some okay. of this this yeah. is in luke chapter uh, one okay And it says, uh, and now this is verse 26, Luke Luke 1, 26 is where we'll begin. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. So seems maybe she didn't know it was an angel. Just so, what is she appears. thinking? That's <laughs> yeah. my first
1: question. What's she thinking? There's a strange man yeah. standing in her room <laughs> saying, "You are highly favored."
0: Yeah. Well, at least he didn't he, he didn't <laughs> speak angrily to her. Apparently, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. you're highly favored. Uh, it says then the Lord said to her, "Do not be afraid." Or the angel, I'm sorry, said mm-hmm. to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus." he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over the house of jacob forever in his kingdom of his kingdom there will be no end and then mary said to the angel how can this be since i know no man so here she has she's having this exchange with this angel Mm -hmm. Uh, he's told her a lot of stuff now he's not just giving her a little a little picture of what's got he's giving her sort of the big picture this this She's even given her. The, he's even given her the name of this son that you're going to conceive, yeah. and then there's this prophecy about him that he's going to rule over his people. Mm-hmm. That the you know, you know, the, the kingdom is uh, of his kingdom. There, there's going to be no ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got a king in your womb.
1: Let me ask you. I honestly, I don't know the answer. I hope you do. But you um, probably don't. would Mary have been well versed enough in Scripture that would she have recognized? that this was the angel was talking about the messiah
0: you know i don't know actually because i know in that day and age certainly there were biblical texts that were read and mm-hmm. um, they studied the scriptures jewish people were you know made to study the scriptures now the peasants i don't know that they would yeah. have had that sort of yeah. knowledge and especially yeah. a woman in that right. day and age they did not sow a lot into you know theologically and uh, as far as the scriptures is concerned into women it was mainly men young mm-hmm. men were uh, were trained in the Scripture, mm-hmm. but her being a peasant, her being a woman, she may not have. I, I don't know. Maybe but she would have uh, presumably kn- would know.
1: right? Presumably she would have. Uh, you know, she probably celebrated Passover. Yeah, and and so there certainly is. Uh, anyone celebrating Passover knows that the Messiah is going to come. That's yeah. what they're they're waiting for. So, I just I wondered that if uh, because um she doesn't ask anything. At least it's not recorded mm-hmm. except one thing. How can this be done? Because I'm a virgin. She doesn't ask. uh, Unless you would think, if there were other questions, it would have been recorded. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, were you you done reading the?
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll kind of kind of pause right there, and
1: uh, yeah, because there's another big why. The, uh, you know, why did God, in in all the ways that He could have sent the Savior of the world to Earth? Why, as a little baby in the womb?
0: Yeah, and that is a, a big question. As you think about it, because as we think about Christmas and we think about, and uh, maybe the theology of Christmas or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we might gloss over, because we just this is the story that we know about right. the Messiah coming. Right. He came as a baby and whatever. But yeah. what we maybe don't put thought to could he have come other ways? Mm-hmm. Like could the Messiah mm-hmm. have come to this earth? You know, you mentioned as we had talked about this before that Adam was, seems to be a full-grown human being when right. he was uh, put into this world, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't the Messiah, couldn't Jesus has, have come as just a full-grown man? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess I don't see any theological reason why he couldn't have, in the mm-hmm. sense if if that's what God intended, if mm-hmm. that's how the Son of God was to come into the world, mm-hmm. I guess he could have.
1: Right. But so, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. So there in. You know, we know nothing is by accident. Right, yeah. God, this God is the God eternal has, plan of God. This is his plan. And and I think it, um, while I guess we don't know, I think there are things that we can kind of guess mm-hmm. from, um, you know, make educated guesses. Yeah, from, from when the you're Bible. digging in the scripture. Mm-hmm, exactly. We talked about
0: some of these scriptures earlier in mm-hmm. Hebrews. Hebrews is, is rich and full mm-hmm. of... Um, verses that talk about the humanity of Jesus, mm-hmm. also about the divinity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hebrews is one of my favorite books of the yeah. Bible. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, which is a scripture you mentioned to me mm-hmm. uh, earlier, it says, "...inasmuch as the children have partaken of flesh and blood," he's talking about human beings have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself is talking about the Son of God, is talking about Jesus here, if you read the larger context. Uh, "...he himself likewise shared in the same," mm-hmm. the human flesh, mm-hmm. flesh and blood, that through death he might uh, destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. And we can rabbit trail on that and do a big theological discussion about that, but we won't do that. We'll keep reading. Right. Um, that may be for another podcast or for exactly. a theological podcast, mm-hmm. but this is a this is a pro-life podcast, okay. so we'll try to keep it on that. And <laughs> uh, release from those, this is verse 15, through fear of death were all the life all their lifetime subject to bondage, for indeed he does not give to, age to angels, so he didn't, he wasn't born of an angel or anything like that. He doesn't mm-hmm. give aid to angels. He gives mm-hmm. aid, but the implication is, to human beings. Um, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. He had to be made like his brethren in all things. In all and, things, and, so, and that's critical. Yeah. That's an important that, point. That is, mm-hmm. that is an important point, has, mm-hmm. especially as it has to do with human beings and human mm-hmm. life and, and even conception, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll look at here in just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, that he might be a merciful... And faithful high priest, in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people, um, for in that He Himself has suffered being tempted, He is able to aid those who are tempted. Mm-hmm. Then I believe this thought continues on, even into chapter four here, mm-hmm. in verse fifteen. And this is an important point. This is like this is phenomenal to me. This mm-hmm. this this fact that the eternal God. Mm-hmm. would be a partaker of human flesh, would come in the filth, in, the, in, the, in just the, the depravity
1: mm-hmm.
0: of human society and, and humanness mm-hmm. is amazing to me. And yeah. it shows the grace and the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and in verse 15, this is part of that. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. This is talking about Jesus. So our high priest, he can sympathize with our weaknesses. He's not so distant and so far that he doesn't know our struggles and the stuff that we're going through. Mm-hmm. But here here here's the power point here of verse fifteen. But was tempted or was in all things tempted as we are, yet without sin. So all the mm-hmm. stuff that we experience as temptations, he himself experienced. He submitted himself to those experiences. And again we can go on a, a theological rabbit trail and it would be a good one to talk about temptation and how Christ was tempted. How could how could divinity be tempted and mm-hmm. god can't be tempted mm-hmm. and we get in all that and there are other podcasts yeah. for that yeah And people deal with that subject's a good subject to to deal with but yeah. but what we're talking about is the humanity that jesus took on yeah and the experience that he had in temptation but also the experience that he had in life the womb in the
1: womb and that's where you know my thoughts have really gone and uh, since we started thinking about this is okay so he's in the womb and conceived the angel said that Mary would conceive right and and so you know presumably from the moment of conception Jesus is in the womb yeah and um, you know develops as any baby in the womb develops and what there is a reason for that we mm-hmm. don't necessarily know the reason, but we know God has a reason for that um and you know some of the thoughts that went through my mind was, um well, number one, that there are experiences in the womb that are essential, yeah to being human and um and that Jesus, if he was going to be what was the word all that that um he was uh in all things that he became like us, yeah. then that includes whatever these developmental things going on in the womb that are critical for whatever, for whatever reason, um, so that he could fully identify with us. And so it, you know, for for part of the reason I think is explained in the text, so that he would fully identify with us. But I think something that you can um, uh, you can surmise based on this is that god values that unborn child yeah why would he have brought his own son to earth as an unborn child unless there was value and um an importance in that unborn child and the experience yeah. in the womb and it's in such sharp contrast to um to what we see the um the value placed on the unborn child in um an abortion-minded world
0: yeah 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 world i mean it's a culture of death (laughs) that we live in where sort of abortion for some people is the default position yeah um
1: i mean could you see mary saying well to the angel you know well you know it sounds like uh you mean well (laughs) yeah, <laughs> and i understand you know maybe you need a, a good vessel to to carry the baby jesus in but do you know my situation right yeah. i'm unmarried i'm poor I've, I've got neighbors who might stone me for yeah. finding me pregnant well, i mean that
0: was a real danger it
1: was a real danger she could have died she could have been killed for for adultery um the betrothal in that day was the same as as marriage in terms of faithfulness to um you know to to your betrothed and um uh and you know this young teen what were her parents gonna say so um you know that she faced some terrible terrible things and um and and she she still didn't challenge the angel and say god must have it wrong yeah in contrast to so many of the uh, an abortion-minded woman, yeah, who is saying this, well, this, this is this statement a mistake here, Yeah,
0: this statement here in Luke chapter one, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, you do have that attitude. When we're dealing with abortion-minded women. It's almost like, in one sense, they they recognize that God doesn't make mistakes
1: because we ask them and they say, right. "Well, no, yeah, God but doesn't make mistakes." <laughs> but but
0: in this situation, I think right. maybe He missed it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what what they're saying when it they're is. when they're willing to take the innocent life of their baby, right. even though they know that it's wrong. I mean, right there's almost right. no abortion minded woman that i have encountered mm-hmm. that at least in some measure didn't agree that abortion is wrong it's mm-hmm. it's wrong but there's always right. that but yeah. attached to it right yeah but here in in the story in Luke chapter 1 mm-hmm. as the angel gives this you know this proclamation of what uh what, what's going on and uh but what does mary say she says in verse 30, in verse 37, it says, for with God, this is after she asks, how is it possible mm-hmm. that I can conceive because I've never been with a man? Like, I don't understand how this is going to work. But she doesn't argue. No. Because um, the angel answers for God, with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, behold, the maid servant of the Lord. Basically, I'm your servant. Uh, you know, if you say that's the right, that's God's plan, then I'm beholden to it. Let it be to me according to your word.
1: Let it be so, to me according to your word. One of the most beautiful lines in yeah. scripture, I think.
0: Well, uh, so to, to to not rabbit trail, but to debunk an idea, that I've heard some of our, our pro abortion friends say it's like, "God raped uh, uh, Mary." You ever heard that? that yes, I have, I have. So ridiculous! Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, how how blasphemous and how right. how uh, irreverent for you even. To right. even say that right but the fact is that mary submitted herself to this by her own volition the plan mm-hmm. was laid out the mm-hmm. angel didn't just come and say you're already pregnant and blah 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 and blah. No, he said here's what's going to happen right and it's it's possible i mean we don't see any reason there's no reason to believe that she would have been against this plan because mm-hmm. obviously god knew he, he was picking right <laughs> her yeah, heart was prepared right. beforehand right. And, and whatever um, but she says, let it be according to your will. She is bowing her will to the will of God. She's mm-hmm. saying, if that's God's plan, I'll submit myself to it. Mm-hmm. So this idea that sort of you know, God took advantage of her or something like that is is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. She, of her own volition, submitted herself right. to the plan of God.
1: She showed completely her faith was beautifully displayed in her trust. Yeah. In her trust that, okay, let it be done to me. I don't understand it. I'm sure there was part of her that was thinking, I'm not sure I like it because yeah. there's a lot of scary stuff I'm going to face. But let it be done to me, as you have said, um, so that the uh, the tr- the absolute trust that that it was going to be OK. Yeah. That she needed and wanted to submit to the will of her heavenly father in this. Yeah remarkable yeah remarkable
0: it's amazing especially again considering the scenario there and what Mm -hmm. could have happened to her she could have been stoned to death she could have been rejected by the people who she loved the most her family and whatever Mm -hmm. even by joseph we see it was certainly a temptation for joseph even though he was a humble man he was going to put her away secretly He was going to divorce her you know break off the the uh, um the betrothal secretly but but but
1: it that indicates that he didn't believe her at first right he clearly didn't believe her i assume she went and said this angel came to my room and and this is what he told me well you know again putting yourself in that situation who would believe that i wouldn't believe that
0: sure yeah right. right yeah
1: so he didn't initially, and then what happens? an angel comes to him right yeah and in tells... a dream
0: as a matter of fact mm-hmm. actually our, our one of our pastors preached on this last Sunday where he talked about you know how God can speak through dreams and God spoke yeah. to Joseph it yeah. says that the Lord came to him in a dream yeah and uh and told him this plan
1: (laughs) yeah and then joseph again shows the trust and the faith that that this revelation to him through the dream is is true yeah and that he then is going to take on this incredibly difficult situation yeah
0: well i'll read the passage this is in matthew in verse uh, chapter 1 verse 20 Mm -hmm. but while he thought about these things where he's talking about putting her away secretly, right. breaking off the betrothal. Right. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph. So Joseph, she, Mary was in this struggle, right? She was in this struggle in her heart of this plan, and how's this going to happen? And, oh, you know, there's some anxiety involved in her. But also there's some anxiety involved in Joseph. Mm-hmm. Because you you don't just get that he's he finds out about this, that she's pregnant, and it's like, okay, that's a bad thing, and he moves on. No, he's wrestling with it. He's struggling. Yeah. He's probably having a hard time sleeping at night because he yeah. loved this woman. And, yeah. and in one sense, it's going to put him to shame because right. he's accused probably of having had sex with her prematurely before right. they actually were married in the midst of the betrothal, with a, right. which would, would have been shameful as well. Right. Yeah. So he's accused of that possibly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also thinking, okay, who's been with my betrothed Right. Cause wife? I'm not the father. He knows he's dad. not the dad. And, and so there's a lot right. going on in his mind.
1: Right.
0: He still, Obviously, is a humble man because he could have called for her to be stoned immediately, right. but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's contemplating these things as he thought about these things. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. That angel came to him in a dream, saying, "Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary uh, to your do not be afraid to take you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus." for he will save his people from their sins. Mm. And so God reaffirms Joseph in the midst of this unplanned pregnancy, unplanned Mm -hmm. for Mary and for Joseph, Mm -hmm. speaks to him in a dream, reaffirming this plan, that this is God's plan, it's unconventional, Mm -hmm. according to man, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but it's God's way and it's Mm -hmm. God's plan. And it's what the whole Christmas story centers around. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is the awesome plan of God.
1: Yeah, and it it follows. Uh, we we mentioned this be, um, earlier that it follows um, uh, God's kind of the way he he works throughout the Bible is he chooses. He seems to in many cases choose um, the weakest, the most vulnerable um, nation, people um, to. Uh, promote his purpose, yeah. and and I think Mary is a a perfect example yeah. of yeah. that.
0: Yeah, as we were talking this through, you mentioned, you know, God could have chosen a a queen, yeah. you know, to have, yeah. Jesus in a palace, be, yeah. and
1: all all the things that you would need, and all the baby supplies you'd need, yeah. and you know gold studded diapers and whatever. <laughs> but it, you know he this was a baby born to a poor family that had to be yeah. wrapped in swaddling clothes, so and there God, was no room in God the could inn. Could have
0: chosen to, to for the Messiah to come, you know, in as a full grown man. I guess he could have chosen. If he was going to choose the baby route, he could have chosen to have this baby born in a palace and all this. Yeah,
1: so so yeah.
0: our wisdom and con- conventional wisdom is oftentimes not God's wisdom. Right. It's not and God's how way. how
1: often in, in front of the abortion center do we hear, it? I can't have this baby, my situation's too terrible, it's not the right time. Yeah. And contrast that to... Yeah. Mary, yeah. well, it, is their situation really any worse than Mary's? In most cases, n- honestly, no. Yeah. Um, so it but pales in
0: comparison because very few would be under threat of being stoned to that's, death.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, another interesting passage very that... Very
0: few, or, probably none. <laughs> so yeah, we'll let's see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not stoning them, we guarantee. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, at, right after Mary... Um, and Joseph, uh, well, Mary has this encounter with the angel. Then I think it's in Luke one forty four, okay. where and it says that she hurries to her cousin Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and it uses the word hurries after this. And and look at what happens in that passage, because because I think again it, it it so much speaks to me as someone in pro life ministry.
0: Okay. For indeed, as soon as the voice of... This is uh, Luke 144. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. So this is Elizabeth. This is Mary had hurried to her cousin Elizabeth's house, and she's pregnant with Jesus at that point. Elizabeth is pregnant with John, the baptizer, at that point. And when she heard Mary's voice, the baby apparently heard the voice too and, and leaped in the womb, the babe leaped in the womb
1: so a lot of things first of all she hurries to Elizabeth and um actually it was actually my sister that mentioned this to me that you know Elizabeth is here with basically an unplanned pregnancy herself yeah right she was she was uh, very surprised to be Mm -hmm. she was old yeah and so she's she didn't think her childbearing
0: years were over yeah. yeah so
1: look at the contrast here yeah there's Mary who's Really too young, not married, and totally not thinking I want to have a baby. And then there's Elizabeth, who's past childbearing years, who's old, and who finds herself in this unplanned um, or unexpected yeah. um, pregnancy. And um, and they come together, and the two babies, unborn babies, two of the most pivotal, important babies. In history yeah right we've got John the Baptist yeah in, Jesus
0: said of John the Baptist that he was the greatest greatest of all the prophets so there's no man born that was greater than John the Baptist. That was Jesus testimony later on in his ministry.
1: And he's coming as an unborn baby also yeah and and so here's this unborn John the Baptist who is going to herald um, the coming of the Messiah and then the baby, Jesus and what happens when they meet and I know there's a meme out on Facebook now which is um, the first person to greet our Lord and Savior was an unborn baby yeah it was John the Baptist in the womb of his mother Elizabeth Mm -hmm. and what does he do he the scripture says he leaps for joy yeah and Elizabeth describes the baby as leaping for joy in her womb that to me they clearly a little unborn baby is described as having emotion yeah. and leaping for joy, um, and greeting uh, the savior of the world. Another unborn baby, and there's some obviously the the scripture says there's a recognition yeah be in these two babies unborn babies yeah so that to me is like a just again speaks of god's sacred value of the unborn child and that there's a lot going on in that womb that um that some of which we do know and and some of which we probably don't know
0: yeah yeah Know one of the things it speaks to you know we've mentioned before i believe in in previous podcasts we we're sort of given an apologetic for what the Bible says about unborn children. We right. mentioned the scripture and we mentioned that word that's used here, uh, the Greek word that's used in verse 44, the babe leaped in the womb. That Greek yeah. word for babe, what's that Greek word? Brephos. 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 And that word is also used in other passages mm-hmm. um, to describe unborn children, mm-hmm. but also born children. So right. the Bible does not make a distinction, just like Correct. we don't. We say mm-hmm. it's a baby. When we look at an ultrasound, that's a baby. Right. And when we hold a, an infant, we say that's a baby, right? Mm-hmm. It's a word that sort of we use for all those things. Those well, in
1: fact, go back to, um, I mean, you don't have to turn back there, but think about what the angel said to Mary. You will conceive a son. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A son, not a zygote.
0: Yeah. Not an embryo. <laughs> not not an fetus. embryo,
1: not a clump of cells but he gave personhood mm-hmm. to that unborn um, baby yeah. from the earliest moment. You will bear a yeah. son. Yeah. You will conceive a son. So it wasn't, she would bear a son, right? She would conceive right. yeah. a son. Yeah. So that, that at its smallest. Yeah. And that sort of
0: brings, uh, brings it around in my mind to a question that we talked about before we started the podcast, which is when did Jesus take on human flesh? And I think this yeah. is an important point. Yeah. It's like, the Son of God is gonna come, and in, in, in the likeness, as the Bible says in uh, was it Philippians, in the likeness in the likeness of sinful flesh, mm-hmm. He's gonna come. Mm-hmm. Well, when did He take on this likeness of human beings? Yeah. like when did the Son of God become human? Mm-hmm. And if we were to go in on, one train of thought, well, He became human when He was born. Right, when he passed through the birth canal and, and that's when his humanity was, was endued mm-hmm. on him. That's one train of thought. But yeah. I think the obvious biblical train of thought mm-hmm. is at the moment of conception.
1: I think that's what the angel says. Yeah. When the angel says conceive a son, I think at conception you will conceive mm-hmm. and that is your son. Yeah. And that is Jesus. And that the is Savior when the, the
0: eternal son of God. Mm-hmm. So we have to recognize in in the scriptural context that there is you know, within the Godhead, the mm-hmm. Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three are co-eternal, co-equal mm-hmm. in, in power and in glory and in majesty. Each has um, a different role, right? The Holy Spirit has his role. The Son has his role and the Father has his role. But the Son of God in his role comes in human flesh. Mm-hmm. The Jesus exists eternally. He always is. He's not a created being. Right. He's not a creature. Mm -hmm. He is the eternal son. Mm -hmm. And so he existed in eternity forever. But yet his humanity began in the womb of Mary. His Mm -hmm. humanity, him taking on human flesh, Mm -hmm. happened at the moment of conception.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And then we see in Scripture, in that Hebrews chapter 2 passage, that he took on this sinful flesh so that he might, or not sinful flesh, in the likeness of sinful flesh. Right. Um, but he he was a partaker of flesh and blood, as mm-hmm. it says in the Hebrews passage, so that he threw death, so his, his flesh he took on so that he could ultimately lay it down and die. Right, yeah. So that he could destroy him who had the power of death, and the Bible says that that is the devil, and also yeah. so that he can identify with our humanity.
1: Right, right. So I, I don't know where where, and when we want to get into this, but it's, I think, a, just a really uh, wonderful point is um, uh, also at the moment of conception. And I, I think this is fairly recent that scientists um, have discovered that, and they've got pictures of it, at the moment of conception, conception egg meets sperm, and there's a flash of light mm-hmm. in the womb. Yeah. A flash of light. So... You know, as I was thinking about that and looking at the pictures, and there's pictures. You can, yeah, you, can yeah, you can go and you can you can see these pictures of this. Well, what is Jesus called?
0: He is called the light of the world. The
1: light of the world. And when God what was the first um words, well among the first words that God said as he's creating the universe? Let there be light. Let there be light. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here's the 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 conception of the Savior of the world is is a spark of light, presumably, mm-hmm. if that's true of all babies as they're born in the womb or as they're conceived in the womb, and um, and so you know again to me it speaks again of there that moment of conception was um, supremely wonderful, and all that follows to birth is is wonderful and sacred and um and so important and then coming to the moment of birth is um you know again the probably the pivotal physical event in a human being's life you're born you you physically enter you leave the womb and enter the world and um and and in so much of the Bible. nearly every physical event has a spiritual parallel. Yeah. And you look at that, um, uh, the the description of when we come to faith is born again. Yeah,
0: John chapter 3, unless right. the man is born again. Born again. We see the kingdom of God. Yeah. A scripture that comes to mind... Um, is in John, the Gospel of John in chapter 14. Mm-hmm. It starts out, verse 1, many of you guys probably know this passage, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So obviously showing the divinity of this one who's called the Word, which is obviously Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about light in verse 5 in John chapter 1. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. So that's along the lines of what, what you're saying. He was... Um, he was the true light that came into the world. In verse 14, though, it says, The Word became flesh mm. and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. We beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So this Word, this this eternal Word who was with God and was God, who the Bible says all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. So right. through the eternal Son, all things were created. All things, all creation flowed from this uncreated son of god mm-hmm. um, but the word this word became flesh he mm-hmm. took on flesh and i think that says a couple of things mm-hmm. it says that god is willing to enter in to our humanity to enter into our experiences so that's one thing it to says. enter into
1: our mess
0: yeah, yeah. enter and <laughs> in, enter into a sinful and depraved world mm-hmm. But the second thing it says is that God values human beings enough to do that.
1: Right. Because
0: he didn't do it, as we read in that Hebrews passage, for God does not give, for he does, for the, 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 the son, I think the word is, does not give aid to angels. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that God doesn't care about angels, but it's what it's talking about in a, in a salvific way. Mm-hmm. God does not intervene on behalf of angels. Right. He doesn't. <laughs> right. But he does on behalf of fallen human beings. Mm-hmm. He intervenes. He intervened in such a way that he became one of us. He didn't become an angel. Right. Jesus is not an angel. Never was an angel. Right. Regardless of what mm-hmm. some uh, false some religions, like Jehovah's, say, right? Jehovah's Witnesses, mm-hmm. teach that he's Michael the archangel. Which yeah. is Not what the Bible teaches. Not at all. He's the eternal Son that took on that became human flesh. Right. And it, and so it, again, it does show us the humanity or the value of humanity. It shows us God's willingness to come and to. Be a partaker in what we experience so that we can have, as, as it says in Hebrews later on, it says we have a high priest that can sympathize mm-hmm. with our weakness. Mm-hmm. He knows the stuff that we're going through, mm-hmm. which is massively comforting for us to know that this eternal God who, yeah. who the Bible says dwells in unapproachable light, who is holy, Mm-hmm. unapproachable in the sense that he his majesty and his glory f- will fill the earth mm-hmm. but yet he stoops down becomes a human being and allows us to approach him yeah he allows us to come into his presence and to have fellowship with yeah.
1: him. yeah and you know another thought that just came to me as you were speaking was um god we we are made in the image of god and um one of god's uh most obvious attributes is as creator he created the universe he created all life he created us And when we conceive children um, and there's this life growing within us and then eventually this life comes forth into our actual world outside of the womb, I think we have a small taste of what it is to create and to create um, something as miraculous as life. We don't create it. Right. We conceive that that child. God is the creator of all life. But I think it gives us kind of a little bit of an understanding of the magnificence of God, because I don't know really any woman who has given birth who has not described it as utterly miraculous. Yeah. It is Miraculous. It was what brought me to the Lord. Wow. Honestly, yeah. was was the birth of my my first son, Anders, that um, made me recognize. There has to be a God. And so, I, again, I, going back to why. Why I know God usually doesn't answer whys, um, nor do I need this answered, but it's something that's kind of interesting to think about. Why did he uh, bring Jesus to, to earth as a, an unborn child and, and to a moment of birth? Um, and I, I think that that might be part of, of the answer is understanding um, and us being able to understand a little bit more about God.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think maybe hopefully you guys have have uh, who are listening have joined in with some of our ramblings and are going on about the Christmas story and about the majesty of God and the mercy of God coming mm-hmm. in the likeness of sinful flesh. Hopefully, this has been a blessing to you. I want to end out though with a you know the holidays, Christmas time is an awesome time to proclaim the gospel.
1: It sure is. And this yeah. passage
0: in Luke, mm-hmm. in chapter 2, as I shared with you, this is one of my favorite of all time passages of Scripture. It's very, very short, so it's easy mm-hmm. to memorize. Um, and it's in Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. And this is the proclamation of the heavenly host of the angels. And here's what they say. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. hmm and when I read that scripture, actually, I get chill bumps a lot mm-hmm. because I think about when we see God in the Bible when we see the majesty, as I described earlier, the majesty, the holiness of this God, this God who made everything and this God who would be perfectly justified in you know, wiping us all out. He did mm-hmm. it at one time. He mm-hmm. did it with, with the story of Noah and his mm-hmm. family. It saved them, but wiped out the rest of humanity. Mm-hmm. And he was perfectly justified in doing so. Right. No one's his accuser. He did wrong. He did evil. People try to be his accuser. He's God. He made everything.
1: Yeah.
0: He he has the the authority over everything. Right. And when his creation rebelled against him in that time, he, he wiped them out. Mm-hmm. And... It seems, though, in that story even, God's will was a good will toward man. He makes the ark big enough every human being could have fit in that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he offers. Noah was a preacher who offered, uh, appealed it seemed. He built this ark for 120 years in the middle of the desert as a testimony of the people. They could have come in and, and got salvation, but they mm-hmm. didn't. Right. That ark was just a picture, though, the foreshadowing of Jesus who would be the ark of salvation for all of humanity that would come into him. Mm-hmm. And we see God, through bringing Jesus into this earth as the Savior. That was the proclamation of the angel that came to Mary. He will save, his name will be Jesus, he will save them. That's the proclamation of the angel that came to Joseph. His name will be Jesus for he'll Save his people from their sins. Mm -hmm. We see in the Christmas story this glory to God in the highest. So God is glorified in this story, but through his peace on earth and goodwill toward man, that he has a good desire for lost humanity. Yeah. And, yeah, I think some of the Jews at, at the time of Jesus uh, missed the point that God's yeah. goodwill was not just toward the Jewish people, but toward all men, that right. all men would come into this, this relationship with God through Christ and could be saved. Yeah. But we see in this, the disposition of God toward humanity, toward lost, depraved, sinful humanity was good, that he mm-hmm. sent the Savior into the world. And Jesus yeah. says the Son of Man comes to seek and to save that which is lost, mm-hmm. and so as we go through this Christmas season, and we might buy presents and 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 you know put up our Christmas tree and all of that, and celebrate um, Christmas and Christmas time and be with family, we cannot forget God's desire toward all human beings to be saved. We can't forget when we're with our family and people who are lost to share with them the mm-hmm. hope. Of Jesus Christ. We did a podcast some weeks ago about how to share with your family members. If you haven't mm-hmm. listened to that, go back and listen to that, because I think it'll be massively helpful mm-hmm. during this season to share with your family members. Um, but yeah, don't forget the reasons, it's become a cliche, the reason for the season. It mm-hmm. is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate all those who listen. We appreciate you guys joining in with mm-hmm. us. Share this podcast with your family members, with your friends. Um, shoot us over a text, or a, I was going to say a text, an email. Um, I am uh, at D Parks. At citiesforlife.com. That's my email address, parks at Vicky is V. at citiesforlife.com. Um, as always, we encourage you guys to go to our website, www.sidewalks, num, the number four life.com, where you can get trained and equipped to do sidewalk counseling. Um, we recently just put an article out, a hostage situation at the abortion center, yeah. that gives an allegory of what we're dealing with when we're dealing with an abortion minded woman that we think would be a blessing to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope that you're blessed by this podcast and hope that you um, continue to listen to future podcasts and god bless
1: and merry christmas amen use me lord oh, use
0: me, lord.